Welcome to the Eastridge Church South Campus Podcast. We bring to you the message portion of our Sunday services in a convenient podcast form. You can listen on your way to work, during your lunch break, or even during your workouts. We want to put tools in your pocket to help you throughout the week. If you would like to find out who we are or what we are about, please visit us at eastridge.church. All right, let's go. Sometimes you just need a do-over, a mulligan, a fresh start, a second chance. I remember when my son Micah was eight or nine years old, he had gotten in trouble, and I didn't think that he was very remorseful. He seemed a little flippant. And here's the funny part is I don't even remember what it was about. I don't remember what he did to get in trouble. I just remember that he got in trouble. It's kind of like when I get in a fight with my wife. I don't remember what it's about. Uh, I just remember the argument. And this was that same case. And I remember saying to him, don't you feel bad about what you just did? And I'll never get what he said. He said, I wish I had a time machine. Now he's eight or nine years old. And I could go back in time and change it. And I thought about that as we start the beginning of the year because that's kind of where we're at. We all have these moments, these situations, these parts of our past, these mistakes, these sin issues that, man, we would love to go backwards and change them. We'd love to go backwards and fix them. But the truth is we can't. But you know what we can do? We can restart. And the funny part about restart is that we're all looking at this time of year for a restart, uh, Physically, we're thinking about getting in shape, financially, getting things in order, relationally, occupationally, and spiritually. And today I want to talk to you about this whole idea of a spiritual restart because this affects all the others. And this is the cornerstone for all the others working out. And so we've been talking in our series Reset, and I'm going to talk to you today from Genesis, talking about the whole concept of restarting. And the first thing I want to tell you is that restarts start with God. Restarts, they always start with God. And in Genesis 1, it says, In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. That He is at the center of everything good that's going to happen. You're going to hear me say this over and over again. That He is the catalyst for restarts. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, that God is in the creation business. He's in the restart business. Now, God has never needed a restart, but he is certainly the catalyst for all the restarts in the world. And that when we come to this place in our life, that when we need a restart, we need to understand that God makes masterpieces out of our messes. He's the one who molds our mistakes. And there's some some great uh, verses here that talk about that is through his son, Jesus Christ, that we can be recreated. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, In Christ, we're a new creation. Restart. John 3, 3, Jesus said this, Be born again. Restart. Romans, Paul talks about offering yourselves to God and being transformed. Restart. That you and I, whenever we need a restart, whenever we need to be recreated, 
that we go to God, that he's the, he's the one who does it. Restarts always start with God. And I love one of my favorite verses is, is, is Matthew 4.19, where Jesus is calling people to follow him. And he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. This whole concept of, of make is not I'll force you, but I will recreate you. That when we follow Christ, that he always gives us a restart, no matter what's going on in our lives. Maybe last year was a year that, man, you look back on and you think, man, I need a restart. Or maybe this has been going on way longer than last year. Maybe it's a, a habit, a sin issue. Maybe it's, it's something that you just feel like the chains are on you and you can't break them and you need a restart. Restarts always start with God. And so I want you to understand that. But I also want, to, I want you to understand is that they don't just start with God. Because a lot of us, we feel like we've got God part of our life. Restarts start when God is at the center of our lives. When he's at the center of our lives. Now, I love the Genesis account continues where the writer's trying to show us that God just wasn't there at the beginning of creation, but he was involved. He was at the center of it. And I'm going to read some scriptures here from Genesis 1. In Genesis 1, 3, it talks about, then God said, because every time God created, he spoke it into existence, that he, is, he has this power to create supernaturally, no matter what's going on. It says, God said, let there be light in Genesis 1, 3. Then God said, let there be space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the earth. And so God created sky in Genesis 1, 6. And then in Genesis 1, 9, it says, then let the waters beneath the sky to flow into one place. And so God created land. And then in Genesis 1, 11, he says, and let the land sprout vegetation. So God creates plants and trees. And then in Genesis 1, 16, God says, let there be lights to separate the night from the day. So God creates day and night. And then in Genesis 1, 20, God says, and let the water swarm with fish. And he goes on to say that God creates the fish and the animals. And then in Genesis 1.26, it says that God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. And then in Genesis 1.28, he says, and then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. And so we see this whole first chapter of Genesis. The writer's trying to show us that God's the one who creates. He's the one who recreates. He's at the center of every recreation there is that's going to last. And if that's you today, then God needs to be the center of what's going on in your life. See, he gives us all these verses in Genesis 1 showing us that God creates, God said, God did. God showed us what he's capable of. And he's, what he's saying is that when God is at the center, there's blessing, there's hope, there's beauty, there's promise. We all love to be outside in creation, even people who don't believe in God. We love to be outside in creation. We love a sunrise, a sunset, being in the mountains or at the beach. We love fall. We love being on the water. Just seeing the beautiful creation that God has made. And those moments are majestic. They're, I'm going to use the word, they're divine in a lot of ways. 
years ago, I went to Alaska, I had the opportunity to go to Alaska with a couple of guys from the church, and we were with a group of guys that they weren't all saved. They didn't all believe in God or believe in Jesus Christ, certainly weren't surrendered to Him. And one morning as we saw the sun break forth from the mountains, snow-covered mountains, one of the guys looked at me, and I don't know if he said it because he knew I was a pastor, but he said it. He said, it's hard to look at this and believe that there isn't a God. Because, man, we when we come face-to-face face, face face with creation, with the Creator, we remember there's beauty and promise and hope. And the writer of Genesis is telling us all this. But there's another verse in Genesis 1 I want to contrast it with. It's a verse in Genesis 1-2 because the writer has shown us that when God's at the center, there's everything good. But in Genesis 1-2, it says, The earth was formless, and empty and darkness covered the waters. And the writer of Genesis is contrasting that saying, without God, there's nothing good. See, so many times we try to recreate ourselves on our own, in our own power. And I'm not saying that you can't be successful in this world, but there's nothing eternal going on there. That you need God because it only works when He's at the center of our lives. That restarts happen when He's at the center of these things. So restarts happen when we start with God. Restarts happen when God's at the center of them. But restarts also happen when God's worshipped. One of the goals that I had this year, and this is going to sound preachery, is I wanted to read the Bible more. It's just something that I just felt like I didn't do a good enough job last year. And that, that's just... Uh, probably a terrible way to phrase it, but I just wanted to spend more time in God's Word and I wanted to spend more time on my knees this year. And so this has been one of the goals of mine to, to spend time on, on, on my knees. And, and in doing so, I, I keep God at the center. I start my day in His Word, start my day on my knees, humbled myself before the Creator of the universe, restarting every day. I love what Pastor Scott says, and I'm going to read it. Pastor Scott says, to give God the first part of your day to give God the first part of your week, and to give God first part of your income. Why do you do this? Because it keeps God at the center. It keeps God at the center of all these things that are important to us in our life, our time and our treasure, that He's at the center. Well, the writer of the Psalms, he kind of sums all this up, and it's a, a Psalm that I've read recently in Psalm 19. I'm going to try to find it here. In Psalm 19, it sums up everything that we've talked about today about having this restart. And this is what the writer says. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies display His craftsmanship. Day after day, day they continue to speak. Night after night, they make Him known. They speak without a sound or a word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. That we look at creation, the creator of the universe, of everything that we see, and it's majestic and divine. It points to a God. But then the writer goes on to say, God has made His home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after His wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. The sun rises at one end of the heavens 
and follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat, going over again just God's beautiful, majestic creation. But then he turns and goes to this part about God's Word, God being the center of our lives. And he says, The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making the wise simple, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant and a great war reward to those who obey him. He goes to this concept of first starting with creation, but then going to God and who he is and him being the center of our life, listening to his word, following him, that, that we are rewarded by this. There's blessing and hope. There's promise behind it. That it's behind uh, behind every restart is this concept of centering your life on God and His Word and His truth. And then finally, the writer says, How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. And he says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Closing out with this commitment that, you know what, God, I'm, I want to follow you. I want to be like you. I want you to examine me. I want to restart my life and follow you. I want to echo the words of Jesus when he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So I don't know where you're at today, but the beginning of the year is a great time for a restart. And you simply do so by making a commitment, by making a confession. Jesus, I need you. I want you in my life. I need a restart. I want to follow you. Maybe you've got a sin issue. Maybe it's an addiction issue. Maybe you've just got some baggage from your past. Or maybe you've never accepted Christ never understood that he died on the cross for you. That when Jesus raised him up from the dead, it was the ultimate restart in the history of the world. Showing us that nothing is impossible for God. Maybe today is the day that you place your faith in him and you start to follow him. We would love to partner with you along that way. And I want to pray for you. Father, we just come to you now. Lord, we just thank you for just that we see you in creation. That we don't have to go very far just to see the work of your hands, that you are the creator, that you speak things into existence. And Lord, you are also the God of who recreates us because we are constantly full of sin and mistakes. We say and do the wrong things. We get sidetracked. And so Lord, in this moment, I pray for us to center our lives on you, to put you first, to start dedicating ourselves, 
and then to watch you work and change us and to remake us into who we were supposed to be all along. Lord, I pray for the person out there that's never received you, never understood how much you love them and that your desire for them is that they would follow you. Lord, I pray for the rest of us that just as we start this year off, that we would look at it as a time of restart, a spiritual restart for us. And we pray your blessing as we follow you. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to speak with someone about the message you just heard, or if you would like to pray with someone, send us an email at info at eastridge.church. If you feel led to support the ministry at Eastridge, please visit eastridge.church give. Thank you for your generosity. Remember, no matter where you are in life, God loves you. We love you, and you have a family at East Ridge Church.